You're listening to the EBITDA Growth Systems Making Business Profitable podcast with profitability experts Dave Kapkowitz and Mike Watkins. Coming at you from 5,675 feet in lovely Golden, Colorado. My name is Dave Kapkowitz and I'm here with Michael Watkins living our mission statement to impact lives through improving business performance. We accomplish this by coaching, speaking, and educating so you can live your best life. Good day, Dave. Good day, Michael. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. Doing good. Getting a little bit of workout here and there, but yeah. What are you, where, what are you doing working out, man? You know, that's <laughs> bad for you. <laughs> you know, uh, my lovely children, they, uh, they all decided... The ones that are here in Colorado. Yeah. They all decided they're going to move. So my youngest daughter moved two weeks ago. My oldest son moved last Wednesday. And my youngest son moved yesterday and today. <laughs> so I'm like, how did they, how did they do this? So, yeah. Wow. yeah. So it was, uh, it's a lot, of, wow. a lot of moving and shaking in my family. But. You know, hey, my youngest daughter, she got married. She got a three-bedroom house. Really cool. My youngest son moved into this place that looks like the Bellagio, right? And then, uh, <laughs> and my oldest son, well, he's he's trying to be Mel Gibson on Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, better you than me, man. I'm, I'm too old to be moving furniture. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, my youngest son. He's like, there's a time value of money, Dad. What do you mean, son? He's like, 600 bucks. I'm like, what's 600 bucks? He said, I got a moving company. It's moving everything for me. I just need help getting clothes and food from one place to another. I just need you two hours. I'm spending 600 bucks and having a moving company move everything heavy. He spent some time around us. I think he, he caught on really fast. <laughs> yeah, that's good I'm stuff. like, you're 24. $600, Dad. It's worth 600 bucks. <laughs> Definitely. He said, I won't eat out for a month or two. He said, 600 bucks. You're going to carry all my heavy stuff and set it up. <laughs> and he said, done. <laughs> Good deal. So, yeah, yeah. The other ones are like, please help me move this really heavy thing. I'm like, yeah, love you. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today, man? So uh, let's talk about performance improvement plans. The old PIP. Yeah, not that we've seen a lot of them, but... Um, We've seen, seen a lot of instances where the one should have been employed. You know, um, the idea of a performance improvement plan, um, most of the time people use them just to avoid um, getting sued for letting someone go, right? Uh-huh. Um, but what what's your take on a performance improvement plan? I think um, when I had my shop, I didn't even know what a PIP was. Never ran into one, never needed one. I was in a Natwell state, so, um, and it was a smaller shop. Yeah. So I didn't pay a lot of attention. Um, I would write somebody up, but that's about it, but not in a plan. Um, and then when I went to a larger company, they used these religiously because employees are important collateral. So you wanted to maintain some kind of relationship and have good guardrails. So I, I was exposed to that with larger companies. So my take around a PIP is, is most small companies don't know anything about them, haven't heard of them, 
because they know how to make parts. Sure, but sure. I mean, HR is the last thing you really want to worry about in a company when it's small. So my guess is a lot of smaller companies haven't heard of PIPs. And anybody who's worked in a larger company knows all about them. Yeah, but if you're in a smaller company today, um, you got to retain your employees. you got to hold on to them. So if you have that toxic employee, you've got to do something. You can't just let them ride anymore. You can't just take them out back and... Those are in the good old days too. <laughs> good old, yeah, good old days. I uh, I couldn't agree with you more. So I think it's a very valuable topic for business owners, big and small, to understand the PIP and why and how. Sure, sure. So, and I th- you know I think the first point that you and I would definitely agree upon is a PIP is a should be pretty. Um, I mean that should be pretty close to the end of the road. The PIP. I mean, the PIP is is like, this is our last-ditch effort to make this work. Absolutely. You've had, you've noticed this isn't working. You've had a conversation or two. Yes. Yes. Um, this, and, and okay, we've had, we've talked about this a little bit, so we're going to put a performance improvement plan together. Yes. And, and I know um, you've mentioned it, and I've said it many times, your employees should not get a pip and be shocked that they're doing poorly yeah they should have heard about this many times before the pip pip is like you said it's for a poor performer you don't use a pip to encourage somebody to go to the next level right 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 a B right. player to an a player you don't use a pip for that this is a this is a c player that is not doing well and if they continue to perform the way they are today you would exit them out of your company and this is a way to either eliminate them or retain it. Yes, I would also say that if uh, if you have an employee who um, violates a policy, like um, I don't know, is is drunk at the machine or is uh, getting high in the parking lot, uh, yeah. those are not PIP opportunities. Those are you are done opportunities, right? I mean, PIP yep. is you're not performing to standards, and we're trying to get you to perform the standards. But if you violate a policy. That's a, uh, you know, you walk up and just slap the crap out of your coworker, right? I mean. You break all the standards of conduct. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's a closed door. That's a, a closed door. door. That's right. That's right. So PIP is not used for that. PIP is used for. The person that uh, is supposed to be making 10 parts a day and they've been making five for the last four months. Uh, the person that shows up late for work three out of five days a week. The person that won't fill out their paperwork. The person that um, goes and crashes the machine on a regular basis. A person that is disrespectful to to his his or her um, coworkers, coworkers, yeah, or manager, and, and to a point, not not like super brash, but to a point, it's like we need to handle this. Sure, sure, right. and. Uh, so, you know, you and I had this discussion, like, when I used to use pips, um, I used them like a sword. I was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this pip to cut your head off. I had no desire. <laughs> Just a peephole into Mike Watkins' heart. Yeah. Uh, I had no this, desire. This is my dagger. <laughs> I had no desire to rehabilitate you if you got the pip. I'm doing this because I have to, because you are on your way out. I need a paper trail. Yep. And uh, 
this is the last box I need to check. Yep. And if I don't check this box, I'm going to get a pip. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get a pip from HR. So, yeah. Um, so that's that's theory A around pips. And then theory P, B around pips is, you know. Can you rehab somebody? Can you rehab somebody because there isn't someone out there waiting to be hired again? I mean, back in the day, you pip them, fire them, because there was people in the parking lot waiting, waiting to get hired. Now there aren't. Some people you don't want in your organization. They just don't have it. They've been grumpy. They've been crappy. They've been a horrible teammate for a long time. And you pip them with the full expectation that they're just going to, this isn't going to work, but uh, this is a formality. Yeah. There's the other side of the coin that if you have the attitude of a ma- as a manager, uh, a managerial attitude or a leadership attitude, when you pip somebody saying, hey, look, you have these really good traits, you have these really bad traits. If you can fix these bad traits, I want you on my team. If you can't, I don't. Yeah. And so, and they sit back and they let the employee make the decision and, and the paperwork and the objective data tells you what to do. But if you go into that, like, I'm just using this to fire you and I don't give a crap what you do, <laughs> you are on your way out the door. Yeah. You know, that there's no coming out of that. Yeah, because the employees are smart enough to realize, I'm on my way out. I better. I got. I how long is this? Thirty days. Well, I got thirty days to find me a job. Sure, sure. Well, this just goes back to: Can you make a C player into an A player ever? I think, if a C player doesn't hit these four buttons, and an A player hits those four buttons all the time, you tell a C player hit these four buttons, and it's that simple, and you have to hit it every time. If you can do this. You got 30 days to prove to me you can do this. And then, because you and I both know, we've said this many times, the only thing that's going to rehab a C player is if a C player gets out of bed one day and says, this sucks. Yeah, I need something to change in my life. Maybe the C player has somebody close to them pass away, or maybe there's something, a major shakeup in their life that changes who they are for a second. Or they have somebody close to them turn on them, and they're like, hold on a second, I'm on my own. I have to pick myself out of bed here. So, I no, the, there are some just muck ups. They've been <laughs> muck ups their whole life, and uh, nothing happened in their life that, that made them that. They're just one worthless. Of, one of the muck ups is a series of pips. So, when you hand yeah. them a pip, they say, Oh, yeah, we've seen 100 yeah, of these. I've seen 100 of these. That yeah. could be, that, it's like Jeff Foxworthy. It might be a sign <laughs> you're a redneck. <laughs> so, <laughs> but. So, yeah, I, you know, I use it as a sword. You would use it to rehabilitate. I'm not saying that. No. I'm not saying that because mm-hmm. there's some people I've pipped in my mind. I'm like, I'm doing this as a formality, but I can't come off that way. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, when you're talking to an employee, you look at him in the eye and it's like, look, I'm telling you this, but I kind of hope you'd never come back after today. Yeah, that that's kind of the way my conversations go. But, you know, the first <laughs> step is you write up that contract. You said, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let's just get real here, Watkins. Yeah. How many people have you ever rehabilitated with a pip? Never. I've Re- only I've only seen one. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's your. You guys want a statistic on C players becoming B or A players? There it is. Between Mike and I, I got thirty years. You got forty years. Yeah. You got seventy years of experience. We got one. Yeah. It's you just know, really rare. There you go. And that one had a change in a manager. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. His manager left. Another manager picked up the pip, and that person made it through and actually continued and actually made some improvements. So, 
that's the and it was there's a lot of extenuating circumstances around that. So I, you're you're right. It's very rare, but that doesn't mean you can't try. Yeah. The employees yeah. don't grow in trees. Anymore. And the employees don't grow in trees. So I mean that is the rub. And so you have this contract that says you got to hit these four buttons, and you got to hit them in a timely fashion mm -hmm. with quality and blah blah blah, right? And uh, and you present that contract to the wit to the uh, to the uh, employee employee, but you should have a witness. Yep. Typically, I had HR there, and mm -hmm. if you don't have HR, have your shop lead or somebody there beside you. Right. Right. Because um, it, it's very important that everybody's on the same page as far as leadership. Yes. Passing that pip down. You can't have certain demands of the employee and then somebody else have different demands. Totally. So totally. it has to be crystal clear and everybody around that PIP has to be on, on board. I would agree. I would agree. And then, you know, you want to get a signature on the PIP. And um, if they don't and if they don't sign it? Well, if you have an employee that won't sign a PIP, then they certainly are not going to be someone of, that we're... A lot of those people won't sign anything, though, for some reason. They think it's some legal contract and it's so bad, but... What you do is you note at the bottom, employee refuses to sign. Yep, yep. And, uh, and and per witness, employee was given this form on this date. Yeah. Now, or you, know, you might just put a two signatures, signature of accepting the PIP and signature saying they received it. Yeah, yeah. They If they aren't going to sign one, they won't sign two. But, um, yeah. Well. you know, what they you have to get them to understand is the validity of this PIP has no impact whatsoever on your signature or lack of thereof, that's right. right? That's right. And then... Um, it has to be time-bound. It has to be time-bound. That's right. And then... So usually PIPs take anywhere between 30 and 90 days. It's yeah. 90 days is a really long PIP. 30 days is kind of a short PIP, so somewhere in between there. Somewhere in between there. So that's that's typically about how long they last. And how, how often are you following up on this employee that's in a PIP? It depends on the criticality of their job um, or the criticality or how often they make their error. If they make their error daily, then you're going to need to talk to them for a couple minutes a day. Um, if they make an error weekly or monthly, then I would say weekly. A weekly just touch base, a little one-on-one, -on -one, maybe 20 minutes a week. But that's, it's, uh, that's what it's going to take, man. Maybe 10, 20 minutes a week. Yeah, yeah. You know, this comes back to uh, do you want to rehabilitate them or not? Because yeah. if you don't want to rehabilitate them, you give them the PIP, give them the sign it, and then 60 days from now, you're like, Here, here's your toolbox. No, go get your toolbox. Okay, I got my toolbox. Okay, no, let's go get your toolbox. I'm going to take you to your next job. Well, I got my toolbox. Where's my next job? Well, I don't know, but it sure isn't here. Yeah, That's the go. question. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> so, yeah, have you... If you don't want to rehabilitate them, you don't even have any follow-up. You just... Here's a question for you. Yeah. In a PIP, is there a parachute in the PIP? Basically, say it's a 60-day PIP, but if you see no improvement in the first 30 days, you just pull the lever. You can write it that way for so, sure. So if you're writing a PIP for somebody that's detrimental to your team, that brings your team down, I would urge you to have some kind of clause in your PIP saying... I need to see progress on a weekly basis, and if I don't see any prog progress after two weeks, I reserve the right to terminate sure. at that point in time. I think, I think that's good practice. So yeah. I, I, I would urge you to have that. Yeah. So, you know, if you're trying to rehabilitate them and you're going to go check in on them daily, whatever, or you have this clause that says you are not making any progress, so you're out now. Um, but what happens at the end of the PIP if, you know, you make a determination, right? 
it's a PIP is beautiful because it gives you the opportunity to put objective data in a package and let the data make the decision for you. Mm-hmm. The PIP is for people that are non-confrontational. Here you go. This is the plan. This is the objective data. And at the end of it, we're going to look at the objective data. And based on the data, we're going to keep you or not. Yeah. And end the story. So it should be very cut and dry. And the employee should know that they're failing their PIP because you should be talking to them in an interval that communicates you're making it or you're not. So this should all just, through the PIP process, it should take care of itself. Well, yeah, if you're going to put that much time and energy in the PIP and let them know that they're failing it, um, actually what typically happens is uh, they they go find another job. I mean, they've been found yeah. out. You've yeah. got your foot on their throat, and they just go on their own, and you don't you don't get um, you, you're not likely to get sued because they they unless left you literally own. put your foot on their throat, uh, yeah. then that's then a metaphor. <laughs> that's you know metaphorically. Yeah. We need to spell that out that yeah. it's a metaphor. You yeah. never know. You <laughs> never know. We get we get a couple hundred downloads and episodes. So Mike yeah. was metaphorically saying foot on the throat. You don't really want to put your foot on the throat of anybody. Yeah, well, I don't know why you're so violent, Mike. <laughs> yeah, metaphorically, you know. <laughs> but the PIP is a is a really important tool in your toolkit. Um but it does require you to uh do some managing of that employee uh long before you get to the PIP process, right? I, I think that's awesome. And another thing a PIP can do, if you put somebody on a PIP, they're gonna go out in the shop, they're gonna complain about you, and then all the coworkers are gonna kinda pay attention if the PIP's real or not. Yeah. So you're going to be setting a standard for your business to follow through that, to follow through with that PIP. But that PIP, don't be surprised if it's a deterrent for someone else doing Not a poor job. Yeah, right on, Dave. Right on, Mike. If you'd enjoyed this podcast and you're in manufacturing and you want to learn more about what we do, Go to our contact tab at ebitagrowthsystems.com, E-B-I-T-D-A, growthsystems.com, and I'll be reaching out to you personally to see what we can do for you. You've been listening to the EBITDA Growth Systems Podcast, Making Business Profitable. 